Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I tackle life's most important question, how do I become a saint? Today's podcast is titled, You Are What You Consume. To begin, I want to share with all you listeners, the Gotta Be Saints sponsors. Firstly, Syndicate Strategies. They're a full-service marketing agency owned and operated by two Catholic business partners who've been working together for over 25 years. Syndicate helps connect businesses to customers using the most current technology. They can help you create powerful, engaging websites and e-commerce stores that bring results. Find out what Syndicate can do for you at sinstrat.com saints. That's sinstrat.com saints. If you're like me and you like to wear your faith on your sleeve, I invite you to check out The Catholic Company, a one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs. They understand the importance of truth, goodness, and beauty. They've got rosaries, statues, books, clothing, whatever you can think of. The Catholic Company truly has it all. Use code GOTTABESAINTS today for 15% off your order. That's code GOTTABESAINTS today all one word for 15% off the Catholic company because faith matters. As I mentioned, today's podcast is titled, you are what you consume. If you were able to listen to my most recent podcast, I gave some life updates on where I've been and where I will be, but I'm going to go into those travels just a little bit more and talk about this idea or this reality of what we consume. And I think it's important as I release this episode during the Advent season to talk about consumption. As I mentioned in my last podcast, I've been traveling a lot these last few weeks And because of that, I've been on planes for more hours than I can truly count. In the month of November, I was firstly flying to D.C., then I flew from D.C. to Ethiopia, then Ethiopia to Juba, then Juba to Gidel, Sudan, And then I flew in Sudan domestically to a few different places. Then I flew back to Ethiopia, then back from Ethiopia to D.C. And then a few short days later, I flew to Ireland from D.C. and then back to D.C. a few days later, then from D.C. to Columbus. So I bring all this up to let you know that I've been traveling a lot and... Because of those flights, especially the long ones to South Sudan and Ireland, I've been doing a lot of sitting, and in that time, I found myself, yes, able to pray a good deal, Uh, but I've also been listening to a lot of music and watching a lot of movies, Uh, which, at least in terms of movies, that's not something I have the time for, typically. And so some of the highlights that I want to share with you, I I was able to watch Frozen 2, great movie, 27 Dresses, 17 again with Zac Efron, 
Ford versus Ferrari, the Kingsman, etc. And there are also a few other movies that I began and didn't finish. And then, of course, there were a bunch that I probably have forgotten what they were even titled because they were that impactful, a.k.a. they were not great movies. And so, like I said, uh, for every movie that I watched, there were probably two or three that I started and then stopped due to the fact that they really weren't worth watching. Uh, Basically, there's a lot of trash out there. And then there was two movies that I, I recall watching all the way through, but skipped multiple scenes due to uh, either nudity or sexuality. Uh, Ghosts of Girlfriends Past and uh, the movie Horrible Bosses. Now, admittedly, I said as I skipped some scenes, uh, not sure that there was nudity in either of those, but uh, there might have been. I uh, skipped them. So uh, after all of this, it got me thinking, what, what am I doing, firstly, what am I doing watching some of these movies? Uh, and then what are we doing as a society? Why, why are we so willing to settle in terms of what we consume? And, of course, I don't believe this to just be a movie thing. Uh, this is also a uh, TV thing as well. And so just just thinking out loud, I mean, you go and check Netflix and look at the browse section. A lot of the stuff that is readily available for you and me to watch at our earliest convenience, heck, maybe, maybe it's even our recently watched section I'm talking about. It is a lot of garbage and it's easy to justify watching the show that you like, you know, watching these shows. Maybe uh, an example, the TV show You on Netflix. Uh, you watch it because it's entertaining. Uh, or maybe maybe you've seen Ozark, uh, a fun show. But if we're being honest, is it really beneficial to watch? And I, I use those two examples because you, I've seen some of the episodes. Uh, I have skipped scenes in that show, but I've watched some of it, and I understand the pull. It's kind of entertaining, and yet there's a reason that I've had to skip large parts of the episodes because of its uh, sexually driven premise, and then with Ozark, you know, great acting, great story, and yet a lot of garbage in there, and so I talk about these things because I think it's worth mentioning or worth discussing. Is it beneficial to watch? As I said, the title of this is We Are What We Consume. And of course, this is not just movies or just Netflix or Amazon Prime or Peacock or whatever streaming service you're using. No, no, no. This is this is much more than just movies and TV shows. No, this is TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, etc. I mean, the Discover section, Snapchats, little videos that they post. And I run a social media page, as you probably know, and I I can promise you this. I know there's a lot of garbage out there. But it's so easy 
to fall into this trap of consuming it. It's so easy to justify the not-so-good movie for the one or two laughable scenes or justify watching that sexually explicit TV show for the thrilling and depth-filled plot. But I ask you, I ask myself, why, why do we settle like this? Or why do we spend 30 minutes watching TikToks created by famous people who we don't know but somehow want to give our time to? I found myself in a conversation recently with a friend, and the premise of the conversation is we were talking about famous people, and I just stated, why is it that we oftentimes know or want to know more about people we've never met or will never meet than people who are in our own lives? We are more concerned as a society with the life of a celebrity than we are concerned with the life of our next door neighbor or even sometimes our own sibling or parent. For some of us, we could tell another person all about Cardi B's recent happenings, what she's been up to. And yet we couldn't tell someone what mom or dad is doing today. It's crazy. It's crazy how our society works in this way. And I think it's something worth talking about. And trust me, folks, this isn't judgment, truly. I've watched my fair share of shows and movies that I would say now were a waste of time and not benefit to my growth as a person. But I do think that this is still a topic worth talking about, even if I am uh, condoning myself to a certain point, or at least inviting myself to deeper reflection and change. When I was on my flight to Ireland, uh, my fiance and I were there chatting, and we put on a movie, and it was funny. We both were watching, and I think we both quickly realized it was not a worthwhile movie. And I think we probably got about 10 minutes in until she looked at me and she said, we don't have to watch this if you don't want to. And I just kind of breathed a sigh of relief. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> she must have been able to tell I wasn't enjoying it. And I don't think she was enjoying it either. And so we, we turned it off. And, you know, for me, when I was a kid, my parents screened every movie and TV show we watched. They, to some extent, screened what we listened to or, you know, how much time we spent on social media. But, of course, that was a little harder. But in terms of movies, uh, they were they were certainly screened. And anything that wasn't PG, anything that was higher than PG, we had to ask if we were allowed to see. And so if it was sexually uh, explicit in the movie, if there was a lot of sexuality, we weren't seeing it, my siblings and I. And if it was filled with coarse language, there was a good chance I wasn't allowed to see it either. I mean, my dad would go online and read reviews, either on Focus on the Family um, or the USCCB had their own movie review. And so we would look at those, and based on the way that they were rated, my dad or mom would give permission or 
you know, the opposite or say we were unable to watch it. And admittedly, when I was a kid, there were, there were times, there were moments I was upset, especially, you know, when it came to going to the movie theater, my friends were going out to see some PG-13 or rated R movie and I had to stay home. But I look back now and I thank God for that. It taught me a lot. And even to the point that at 28 years old, like I said, I, I'm strict with myself about what I watch. Maybe uh, I'll admit that there are times where I maybe have been a little too lenient. But, you know, I've been strict to the point where, you know, anything that has sexually explicit scenes, I'm skipping. And I have done that for uh, quite a while and lots of swearing. Uh, you know, I'm, I wouldn't watch a movie with a lot of language around children. And same thing with violence. You know, if it's super violent, I'm not going to watch that with uh, younger children. And so this is, you know, a, a serious problem in our society, this idea or this reality that we are what we consume. And, and for many people, I've, I've watched movies with people I know and um, I'll, I'll give one example. I was at a friend's house and they had on a movie that I'd never seen. And at one point, you know, there was there was some nudity and I was the only person who turned my head away. And this isn't a judgment of the people, but it was almost, you know, so typical or normal. It was normalized that that's a part of film that these people didn't even decide to look away. And, you know, then it happened again in the same movie. And I once again looked away and. I ended up having to leave, you know, it just wasn't worth it for me to watch a movie that was filled with that. And I found one of the most interesting pieces of this is I know one of those people in that room, you know, had, has or had an addiction to pornography. And all I could think is, well, this doesn't help the case. This doesn't help the situation. Because I, I think for myself, I've, I've come to realize, um, through my own desires to not become addicted to pornography um, and grace, of course, operating. You know, I have shared on here before that I, you know, looked at pornography when I was in eighth grade and it was shown to me uh, by friends of mine. And fortunately, by the grace of God, it never became an addiction. But I've come to realize that it, it's not worth it to fill my head with this nonsense, uh, even if, you know, you're watching a film or a video clip or a movie or a TV show, even if the scene might complete the story, you know, in quotations, complete the story, uh, it's better off to just skip it. Uh, either skip the scene or skip the whole film or show together. And I think the same thing can be said with TikTok and Instagram reels. I think, you know, in the discover section, even on social media, these things are, they're not bad in inherently, but if we're not doing a good job of, you know, being honest with ourselves and screening what we're watching or listening to or, uh, you know, showing to people, uh, there, there's probably something to be said about that. And I think also, you know, even outside of uh, the morality behind some of these things, I think it also can just be said, you know, let's just look at it from a time perspective. Is that the best use of our time? If we're spending an hour every day on TikTok, 
looking at videos of whatever, is that our best time? Is that the best way to spend our time? Or Instagram reels or discover section, whatever it is. You know, there are there are better options. Maybe maybe we read a book or call a friend, you know, or exercise or pray. All better options. I, I think especially the uh the calling a friend or you know, texting someone, I think um I I think it's so easy to to look at the other ones and say, well, of course, yeah, I could pray, I could exercise, I could read. But even just connecting with a friend or family member is a better use of time than doing those things. And and I, I must say this. I'm not saying that you should stop watching TV or even spending time on your phone. Not at all. Because I, I, you can ask my friends and family. I'm connected to my phone. I... And one of the fastest texters you'll ever meet. If you text me and I'm near my phone, I'll probably respond to you very quickly. Uh, but all that being said, I, I just think there's a, there's worth in, an invitation for you and me to just take a step back. And maybe be a little more prudent about what we watch and really think about it. Because maybe the show is great or maybe the movie's great and maybe there's a way to watch it without... Um, being bothered by the things that aren't great about it. And I think, you know, there are services, there's something called VidAngel, and it will screen your your movie so that it cuts out all the things that you don't want. And I think that's great. And so maybe that's a good way to watch these shows. But uh, in certain cases, you know, maybe there's just not worth there uh, in general, because maybe if you cut all this, you won't understand the story. And so... You know, and then we, we can also think about violence, too, in, in this category. I know I haven't mentioned that enough, but it's definitely uh, something to look at. And so maybe maybe you think violence language and sex, sexually explicit content uh, doesn't affect you. And maybe to some degree you're right, but I would guess that even in the smallest ways it does. And maybe it isn't the worst thing for you to consume those things. Um but I don't think it would be a bad idea either to just cut this cut this crap uh, completely. And I'll, I'll you know finish up here on consumption. But you know, as I release this episode, we're gearing up for Christmas, and wouldn't it be a nice gift to give Jesus this gift that you've really prepared your heart well during this season of Advent? A few less minutes of consumption via media and a few more minutes consuming his word, consuming moments of silence with him. You look at the the baby Jesus and you see him there and he is just waiting for us. He comes as God made man, but he comes in the form of a child. He comes in poverty. And so oftentimes, we don't even find ourselves there looking at the manger. We don't find ourselves even there as one of the shepherds because we're too busy being distracted by the things of the world that we we can miss him. And I don't think we should miss him, brothers and sisters. I think we should we should go to him. We should go spend time with our Lord. We should go desire his heart. We should go spend moments of silence with him. So I invite you over these next couple weeks 
to dive in to Jesus Christ, dive into the child of Jesus. And I invite you to consider that you are what you consume. I can I invite you just to look at what you watch, what you read, what you listen to, and understand that this does have an effect on who you are. And it has an effect not only on your body, but your soul. And that's something that's deeply important, as important as anything. And so I invite you to look at what you consume and to, to just be honest with yourself. Could you do better? And talk to your friends and family about it as well. If you know your friends are watching a bunch of garbage TV or listening to a bunch of garbage music or reading things that are not beneficial, talk to them about it. And let us be our brother's keeper to some extent. Let us help lead our friends and family closer to Christ and not allow them to settle for mediocrity. And of course, this can be done in love and with charity, because if it's not, it, you know and I know, it's not going to go over well. It's not going to be beneficial. So that's what I invite you to do um, after listening to this podcast, just to sit with him, ask the Lord uh, if you are putting the right things in your heart, and if those things are making you whole or bringing you closer to him. And if they're not, find a way to uproot them. Because the cup can be full of him if we're willing to let it be. And he wants to fully consume us. He wants to fill the cup up and let it overflow with his goodness, with his truth, with his beauty, his love. But we have to be open to it. And so that's what I invite you to do. That's what I invite myself to do, to spend some time over these next couple weeks looking at the Christ child and saying, Lord, I want you to enter my heart. And I want to be there at the manger. I want to be there when you're born. And I want to be adoring you with all that I am and not allowing the distractions of life to consume me because you are the one who I want to be consumed by. Thank you for listening and have a great day. And we'll finish with a prayer. Lord Jesus, during this Advent season, I ask that you consume me fully. Take all that I am and make it yours. And let me consume you faithfully over these next few weeks, especially on Sunday in the Eucharist. And let the Eucharist become a part of me in a way that it's never been before. Let me have a Eucharistic love for you, now and always. Amen.